Welcome to the Triathlon ACT podcast, where you'll find out all the latest news, events, results, and backstory of all things triathlon. You'll also hear from the incredible people who bring triathlon in the heart of the nation's capital to life. And now your hosts, all the way from Canberra, Australia, Craig Johns and Emily Stacey. Welcome to the Triathlon ACT podcast. My name is Craig Johns, Executive Director of Triathlon ACT, and I've got the soon-to-be one-year-older Emily Stacey, our Sport Development Manager. I'm so excited about my birthday and how much cake I'm going to eat tomorrow, Craig. Oh, what type of cake are you having for your birthday tomorrow, Emily? Uh, I'm just going to make cupcakes, but I think they're going to have maybe pink icing and sprinkles, and maybe we- some Smarties. Yeah, nice. And will you have a day off training on your birthday? No. No, no I'm going to go for a birthday run. Um, so that's not normally what I would do on a Friday running. But I think, um, yeah, I'd definitely go for a run, maybe a ride, maybe a swim. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you're keen, Bean. Very keen. Excellent. So, Emily, been a great, uh, you know, the past week, lots of things happening uh, around the triathlon world. Not so much in racing as in physically, but we are seeing a lot of people out there racing online and we've seen some fantastic events popping up. We've got Ironman Virtual Reality. Uh, we've just seen the announcement that uh, the Super League Triathlon athletes are forming a triathlon team that is going to race against the world's uh, top cycling professional teams in the league coming up, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah. And Jane, JT Multisport has launched their first uh, duathlon race in their duathlon series, uh, which sounded like it went really, really well. Um, I know some of the other clubs, uh, PTC, battle out on, and, and they've put a challenge up for clubs and teams to put eight riders together to go against the PTC team on a Zwift mm-hmm. ride. So uh, lots of things happening. And I know, oh, actually, I know there's one more that is there's two more actually. One there is T Zero Multisport are doing. I think it's up to 90k on this uh, in the first weekend of May on the same day that Ironman uh, 70.3 Bustleton and Ironman Australia was due. They've got a 90k online um, bike event as well, which you can check out. And the other one is New South Wales have a duathlon series that will come up, um, I think, shortly. I think they're looking at launching that. So lots of things happening, which is pretty exciting. Have you got involved in any of those events so far? No, I haven't. Um, the I use Trainer Road as a platform for my cycling, and they've just started group rides. So I'm actually toying with the idea of, of setting up a group ride with uh, some of their workouts online but i'm not on zwift or any of those other platforms i prefer to suffer in solitude is that good way of putting it but (laughs) but i mean it is very tempting it seems really exciting and i love that um that local athletes so canberra athletes are getting in and and doing a lot of the stuff online because it does look like a lot of fun yeah, it's a lot of fun too. And we saw some professionals going head to head in the Ironman virtual reality event last weekend. Marinda Carfrey, she has won a couple of uh, world titles and Kona titles along the way. And she was she was in the mix on the bike. And her, her amazing husband, Tim O'Donnell, decided to spur her on with 
finding some of her trophies that he was going to put in the video feed <laughs> and he tripped over the camera uh, tripped over the cord that was the power powering. cord oh, it was brilliant and yeah. so yeah, so she was out of the race, and obviously you can imagine highly amused at her husband at that time. So, yeah, I'm, I wonder who was doing the dishes that night. Yeah, no, I saw that one pop up on Instagram. Um, she was holding up some placards blaming him for for her race. So, but yeah, pretty funny. Hopefully, it was all in um in jest. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And, and look, we've, um, so if you've followed Triathlon Australia Facebook page or any of their, um, you know, I think on their website and that as well and, and their other social media, they've put out a note that Triathlon Live, um, so that is the ITU um, video on demand platform, is doing a 365 day free trial. You may need to put in, I think, a dollar just so that you can secure your account. Um, but yeah, so 365 days, you can watch all the triathlon footage. Um, so for those that are looking for something to do over Easter, it might be worth logging in there and you've got a few races that you can check out and you might even sit on your, on your, um, bike on the indoor trainer, maybe on the couch, or you could even do some running and you can sort of pretend you're racing them a little bit. I think there's like 800 videos or over 800 videos that they have available, which is amazing. That, that'll yeah. definitely get you through the next couple of months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. And I think some of the Super League triathlon events are on there as well. You know, just something, you know, I think really to be mindful when you've got all these new events popping up, it can be easily to get uh, absorbed and immersed in them and end up doing every single race. Um, so just make sure that you're not overtraining, you're not uh, burning yourself out uh, with these kind of new new toys that you get to play with. And just make sure you check in with your coaches first if you've got coaches to make sure you're not uh, not loading up too much. Um, but, yeah, have fun with them, though. Yeah, I have to actually have to um, confess to being a bit guilty with that. We got a, um, a cross-trainer elliptical the other day. I was borrowing it off a friend. And I got, every time I go out to the garage, I think, I'll do 15 minutes on that. And 15 minutes isn't much. And I think, oh, it's not running, it's not riding, it's, it doesn't count. It does. Oh, it does. Elliptical is pretty good training. (laughs) Yeah, so in my mind, I think this is bonus training and it doesn't actually have any, um, like, training stress associated with it. But, um, yeah, before anyone rings in and says, that's not true, Emily, I know it's not true. It's just, yeah. Yeah, good. (laughs) And so we had a chance to catch up with all the club presidents on Tuesday night and uh, we were talking about... Um, just how all the different clubs and coaches are, are coping at the moment and, and how are our members doing. So they gave us some real good insights into how people are training together um, virtually. Um, some may be training two together, which is you know obviously with physical distancing, which I think is mm-hmm. really good. And there's lots of social interaction going on with some Zoom calls between, you know, just social Zoom calls where people are catching up for a coffee. Uh, between their club mates, uh, I think, which is really, really cool. And just just really important that, you know, like you would during a normal triathlon season, you, you'd hang out with your club members and your teammates. So just make sure you keep together during this time, support each other. And, you know, some people are, uh, are coping with a few more things than other people at the moment. You know, it might be a business, it might be a change in job, etc. as well. So just make sure they're okay. I think it's really important. 
yeah, there was something popped up for me on um, on social media the other day that you're normally your uh, your low maintenance friends. You might not think to check in on them, and but it's important that all of us are checking in on all of our friends, even if they, you know, they might normally be the the super bubbly and they're or they're normally a solo trainer, but at this time, because everything's so different, just checking in, hey, how are you going, is a nice thing to be doing for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Not all cactuses. Oh, yeah. And people can put on a brave face um, quite often as well. Mm. It, was, it was really good. And that, so that meeting that we had with the club presidents was initially designed for a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about how do we look at the event season. And thank you very much to the 90 plus members who got out and completed the survey, which was fantastic. Um, real good turnout and we got some great information back and you know, we were taking everything into consideration as we look at how do we redesign and structure the event season um, so that we can try and avoid things like blue-green algae. Um, we can make sure that it's a really good season so there's enough events for people and there's, a, there's as much variety as the environment and our locations can provide and that it fits in really well with other events people like to go to around New South Wales, um, around Australia, and, and some of you go overseas as well. So some really good discussions. Obviously, it makes it a little bit more challenging that we now are unsure when the season will start. So we're putting some things in place and still working with those club presidents to um, put together a calendar um, that will look a little bit different than what you've seen in the past um, in, in where events are positioned. And we're just trying to, um, that'll take probably a couple more weeks. And, and obviously we, it will be a, uh, take a little while before we can actually confirm everything because we're not sure uh, when mass participation events will go back. Um, so hopefully that uh, we still get a normal season, a normal summer season uh, this year, but you know, at this stage we're unsure. So we'll do the, we'll plan as much as we can. And then once it's ready, we will let you know. So you have, a, have some goals to start um, striving for. And so, yeah, it was pretty good. Okay, well, we've got a special guest on our show today. And so we've got the wonderful, young, up-and-coming triathlon uh, female athlete, Chloe Bater. She has had a, a super season. Um, she's finished second in both the Australian Junior Series races. She stepped up from youth this year, so she's at the, at the bottom end of the age group. But she has finished second both times and just been going at it with some of the best um, athletes we see you know some of them are 19 years old so pretty impressed so check out this great interview with chloe bader we're here on the triathlon act podcast and now today our special guest is chloe bader from the performance triathlon coaching club chloe welcome to the show oh uh, thanks for having me thank you excellent and you've had a, you've had a fantastic season you raced well in the uh, Runaway Bay Super Sprint race there in Queensland, and then also at the Australian Junior Champs in Devonport. Um, take us through what your season's been like this year. Um, yeah, uh, it's my first uh, age in the Junior Series, so my first year being a junior. So I worked with Cor I worked with Corey to you know plan for a longer season because there was some kind of good opportunities to race at the end of the season overseas in New Plymouth. So, yeah, kind of planned for a longer season. But, yeah, it's been really good. 
racing up with the older girls this year and just kind of training a bit harder and just seeing what I can do against uh, an older age group. And, yeah, it's been a bit of a step up, but it's been a really good challenge. And, yeah, I'm really happy with how it's gone so far. So, yeah. Yeah, so being one of the youngest in that group, you've managed to finish uh, you finished second at Runaway Bay and then you picked up um, another second at the Junior Champs, which is fantastic. So you're getting under that podium and you're really battling it out with some of the, the older juniors as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, thanks. It's definitely been a step up, but yeah, it's been a really good challenge against some of the older girls, especially with them being a bit stronger on the bike and things like that. But it's been a big like new world kind of of racing. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there was nothing really put into this season in terms of expectation from Corey or uh, anyone like that. So it was really good just to see what I can do and, yeah, kind of step it up a bit. And so when you when you race in juniors compared to the youth, is it a lot, uh, a lot more intense in the swim and especially at the start of the bike? Yeah, yeah, very much so. It's kind of, you know, there's a lot more people in it, so it's, very choppy at the start and especially on the bike I've noticed a big difference like in youth you know the girls just kind of sit on and we just kind of all say for the run but the bike has become a bit of a focus recently just kind of getting more strength getting more k's and just being able to take a turn and really like put in some effort on the bike yeah and do you find there's a few in that group that kind of uh, don't pull their weight and kind of just <laughs> they kind of hold themselves back a little bit on the bike? Um, yeah, yeah, I have been. I have seen that. But uh, especially at Davenport, we worked really well as a group. And, yeah, it was really tough. But it's, it was something that it was a big difference from what I see in youth and, you know, those kind of more like low-key kind of races that, yeah, there was a big step off of just girls like working and trying to stay away and, just going hard for the whole time. Do you find there are natural leaders that come to the fore in those groups that are kind of commanding how the group works and, and are talking to people a lot? Uh, yeah, yeah. The older girls are definitely better than better at that. But there is those girls that really want to work the bike and, uh, you know, because they may not be as strong on the run. And, yeah, you do see that kind of. But I think that's really good to have someone that's assertive and dominant just to get the group, the group working. Now, with that pace being a lot stronger and the surges happening in the bike, do you find it a bit more of a challenge starting the run or, or you still feel pretty um, as good as you ever have going off the bike and getting onto that run, and, and especially when the intensity is up on that first 1K? Uh, yeah, it does usually take quite a while to get the run legs and get into the rhythm, but... Uh, Davenport I was really happy with how I find, found myself off the bike like it was a really hard ride and I was kind of thinking oh no this isn't going to be too fun off the bike but yeah it was good to find my legs and you know just know that I can run hard off the bike straight away and just deal with you know the cramps and things like that. And so how does your last hour look like before going into a key race uh, like a national series race do you have a routine that you go through in that last one hour? Um, yeah, uh, rough routine just depends obviously where the race is located and if, if I'm able to do a swim warm up or, you know, those kind of things. But I do like to do a bit of a warm up for each of the legs, get my bike in and, you know, just kind of go with the flow a bit. Yeah. I like it to be pretty relaxed and just 
do a bit of activation and things at my own pace, my own time. So, yeah. Are you someone to put the headphones on and listen to music or do you have kind of some mental routines that you go through to keep yourself relaxed? Um, um, I do listen to music, but not up until the last hour. I like to just kind of zone out and just, you know, hear the sounds around me and all that. But yeah, just get my nutrition in lastly and yeah, just prepare for the race by just hearing like the commentator and everyone else and chatting with some of the other girls in my race and yeah. Yeah, cool. And what's been, you know, for you, obviously stepping up, what has been the big change that you've made in your approach to racing in, in this season? Um, I've definitely kind of switched on a bit more of like, not necessarily like a bit more serious and a bit more competitive, but still kind of keeping it like I was in youth and a bit of like a fun kind of challenge and an experience that I know will you know, it's something that not many people my age get to do. So I like to still treat it like that. But yeah, kind of just taking it like, oh, well, I'm invested in this now. And so I've got to really like, you know, knuckle down and be serious. And yeah. Yeah. So you, you obviously the you finished in the series, um, sort of first equal in the 16 to 19 juniors category and, and first in the junior B category, which is absolutely fantastic in your first year in juniors uh obviously um th- there is going to be no national series overall this year just because two of the races um didn't take place the canberra race and new plymouth race for for obviously obviously reasons that are out of everyone's control this year um so yeah. a, a great way to finish and, and obviously giving you a lot of confidence going into uh future years and you know, so what, what is your focus at the moment? Obviously, we're, we're now kind of stuck at home and we can train by ourselves a little bit. What does your routine yeah. look like at the moment? Uh, yeah, the routine's pretty relaxed at the moment. You know, Corey's giving me quite a bit of freedom with my training as long as I get it done, what's in my program. So it's kind of been just chilling at home. And now that school's online, it's pretty good. I can wake up a little bit later and do this, do my training. So yeah, it's pretty, you know, I'm just focusing on keeping, like, relaxed, keeping the, mo- keeping the motivation going. And, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying just training by myself or with one other squad member, just ticking off the sessions and, yeah, getting it done, really. Just enjoying the kind of take, like, enjoying the less intense training at the moment, so... Yeah, which is good. Now, a lot of a lot of students uh, in their teenage years find it a real challenge to get their homework done and get their grades. How do you handle that as a, an athlete who is you know doing a lot of hours each week and training? So how do you com- how do you manage both your school and your training work and some social life? Ah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. I have found it pretty difficult, especially this year going into uh, year eleven. I've found the step up in work just so much like more intense and uh, I'm not going to lie, there has been a few nights where it's been pretty late, but just kind of getting it done as soon as I get my assignments, just getting on them and making use of my cl- my time in class, I think has been really important and a really big change I've had to kind of implement this year. Uh, yeah, but trying to juggle it is pretty hard especially with trying to get the socials as well within school like I still want to keep school pretty pretty social um space but yeah it's been just putting in the hours during class and when I when I can at home so yeah and so we've seen a lot of people who have kind of jumped jumped in with like kids in a candy store to 
you know, some of the virtual races that have been online, is that something that you're looking at doing this winter or, or are you just going to more focus on, you know, some technique skills and, and just building your base? Um, yeah, a bit of both. With uh, PTC, we've always kind of used Swift in the winter, just, you know, twice a week, get out of the cold a little bit. And yeah, I, I, I love sitting on Swift. It's like, I think it's such a good supplement for, you know, getting out in the minus six <laughs> degree weather. But yeah, I still like to get a little bit of a mix and definitely get like my long rides done outside and those kind of sessions that are just a bit longer and kind of require more of like the outside feel. But yeah, I think the Zwift is really good element, especially during this time, just doing it, but getting in the miles. But yeah, just keeping my base pretty strong, especially now since everything's kind of been called up. I can start that a little bit earlier and yeah, just along and yeah cool have you seen that the super league triathlon have formed a team that's going to race in a online uh, professional cycle series in europe have you seen that oh yeah i have it's pretty cool all the stuff that they've been doing with that yeah how, how do you reckon they're going to go do you reckon that their triathletes will be able to handle it and be as be able to stay with the professional cyclists Oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't underestimate a triathlon team, especially in the bike. Like, I think a lot of guys pretty get their bike going pretty strong. But, yeah, I think they can handle it. Yeah, it's convincing to see how that plays out. And you haven't had any trouble like Marinda Carfrey when she was doing her Ironman virtual race the other day and her, her husband kicked out the power cord when she was in the middle of a race. Have you had any of those issues yet? Um, no, I haven't, not yet. Hopefully I don't run into anything like that, but yeah, it's been pretty good. Brilliant. Well, Chloe, um, thank you very much for coming on the show today. It's, we're excited to see how you're progressing and how you're developing as a triathlete. And I know you're getting a chance just to reset at the moment and relax a little bit. And we look forward to when the events come back and you get to race again to seeing you race even better than you have this year. So well done on a great season and we look forward to seeing how you progress. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. What an intelligent young girl. And it's just great to hear about how she's juggling her school life and training and you're just really focused on you know, being the best she can every single day, not setting too much pressure on herself and just having a really good support network around her. So we look forward to seeing how Chloe continues to progress um, over the next few years, a great talent. Emily, it's your birthday tomorrow. Uh, we know that you're gonna do a little bit of training. You're gonna probably cook your own cupcakes uh, or food. Oh, the kids can help with that, uh, yeah. Good, good, yeah. good. And what else are you up to over Easter? Well, uh, Easter egg hunt in the backyard on Sunday. And yeah, I might kind of go from the bedroom to the lounge room to the kitchen, do laps of the house, basically. That's, that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And for those parents out there who are looking for something to do with your children over the next, uh, over your school holiday break, today we're going to, we'll see, you'll go, something will go out into social media and you'll say, oh, there are some kids triathlon activities that are going to get launched from Monday. So each day we will be emailing out to all parents who have kids between age seven and 12, a new activity every day. And they'll also be going up on social media. So keep an eye yeah. out for those. Lots of fun. 
get the kids involved and I think there might be a few activities for parents to maybe get involved in there as well. Sounds fun. My kids are looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Okay, well, thanks everyone. Enjoy your Easter break and we will see you back next week. It may be without Emily because she's going to take a little bit of a break. So when you're emailing through, that'll probably get redirected or um, you'll get a message to say, um, contact Craig. Um, so yeah, if you need anything next week, check in with me because Emily will be on holiday. Yes. Cool. Thanks everyone. Bye for now. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Be a part of the Triathlon ACT community by visiting www.triathlonact.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast, we encourage you to share it on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. We would love to hear from you, so please feel free to contact Craig or Emily at director at act.triathlon.org.au with your feedback, questions and suggestions. Be sure to check out the next episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast.